Well, today I'm going to focus on our first letter, uh, just because it, it's easier for me. It occurs to me that it's more relevant to St. Thomas than our gospel. Um, we celebrate the memorial of St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, he was a 13th century Dominican theologian, uh, very uh, influential in the, life, in the theological life of the church. And he had, a, he had a great, I'm going to talk about the Eucharist, he had a great devotion to the Eucharist and was known for formulating uh, an understanding of the Eucharist that really kind of took the church's understanding and really pushed it ahead very, very significantly. Um, so, uh, of course, as whenever there's some kind of progress made in, in wisdom and understanding and scholarship, it's the person standing on the shoulders of giants. So there's great guys that came before Thomas, but Thomas really, he really kind of put to, put the church's understanding in a whole new category of depth of grasping of, of the of the reality of the mystery of the Eucharist. When he had, when he was, he would study long, long, long periods of time. Pretty much, that's what he did. His his whole life was dedicated to study. And when he was having a problem, when he couldn't solve a particular problem, he would go to the tabernacle and he would lay his head against the tabernacle and he would pray <laughs> asking asking our Eucharistic Lord for help. And uh, there's a famous story about him that, you know, this is, this was a convention, you know, for, for, we don't have a lot of, we don't have a lot of these old time mystical saints left, but, uh, but uh, it was a convention back in the day with these old time mystical saints is you'd have a few disciples and the disciples would have such a high regard for the saint is that they suspected that there was like angels visiting him and stuff and so that they would try to they would sneak around and like kind of like spy on the saint like is there someone you know try to find out some you know try to see secret stuff because they knew that he wasn't he wasn't he or she wasn't telling the whole story about their their holiness so one of thomas's disciples uh did that did just that kind of snuck up on him in the middle of the night and thomas was in the chapel praying um and it was, it's just become a famous story in his, in his hagiography is there was a voice that actually came from the crucifix over the altar and it said, Thomas, you have written well of me. What reward would you have? And Thomas's response is famous. He says, only you yourself, Lord, only you yourself. So, and that had to, the writing about him and that you yourself, it really actually had to do with the Eucharist. So it's kind of a reinforcing of how, how dedicated Thomas was to the Eucharist. In our first reading from uh, the letter to the Hebrews, we see Christ, who is this uh, mediator, uh, through his cross. So he, he suffered on the cross, and then he ascended to the right hand of the Father, and he entered not... You see, in the Old Testament, there was this ritual um, that would take place that was really a sort of a copy or an image or a symbolic representation of heavenly realities, and that is that the Old Testament priests would enter into the temple and there would be different sort of stages of the temple, and they would get from one stage to another through various rituals. And the first ritual that they would do would be a bloodshed of the animal, animal sacrifice, and then that would enable them to enter into the uh, tabernacle. And that's really a sort of a, was a foreshadowing, a symbolic representation of what would happen in the future with Christ, offering his own self on the cross as a bloody sacrifice and then thereby entering into the tabernacle, meaning heaven itself. So that's what the author of Hebrews is speaking about. And it is, as it were, just like in the Old Testament, the priest would come and he would bring the blood from the blood sacrifice that took place outside the tabernacle, and he would bring it into the tabernacle, and he would sprinkle it 
once a year on Yom Kippur, he would sprinkle it on the the uh, Ark of the Covenant. Everybody's seen the Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? So we all know what the Ark of the Covenant is. Um, he would sprinkle that on the on a particular part of the Ark of the Covenant in atonement for the sins of the people. So also Christ enters into heaven with his own blood, so to speak. And he's there in, in a priestly capacity mediating on behalf of humanity uh, before God. Um, now what the Eucharist is, is essentially it takes that heavenly reality and it actually makes it present to us on earth because the Eucharist is actually Jesus Christ himself. The sacrifice himself having already been offered, it, it, it makes present to us here and now that heavenly reality. So Christ, you know, in heaven interceding for us as it were showing God the wounds, okay, um, by which our redemption was affected, that is a constant reality in heaven. And through the Eucharist, it's made present here. It's sort of actualized and made present to us. So that's why every Mass that's offered, it's kind of, we can't imagine it. It's beyond our conception, let alone our imagination. Every Mass that's offered is basically taking all the spiritual value and worth of Jesus' sacrifice on Mount Calvary, and it's actually bringing it to us here and now and making it present to us. So it's the infinite merits of Christ being made present to us every time the Eucharist is offered. So that is a, a really amazing thing. Um, we can never fully appreciate that in this life, uh, but we, the best we can as we come and we celebrate Mass, we open up our hearts and we position ourselves before the Lord to try to embrace as much of that reality as we possibly can. Um, and we, we position ourselves through prayer and through thinking about what the Scriptures have said to us uh, and then, of course, all of that value of the Mass uh, in a particular special way is offered on behalf of the, the person for whose the Mass is intended for, from the Mass of the Intention. Uh, so we thank God for St. Thomas, his teaching about the Eucharist, and we thank God especially for the Eucharist uh, that makes present to us Christ's heavenly liturgical worship and service and sacrifice before God the Father.